superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show, show, show. And you don't stop. You don't stop. With guest host Andrew Siciliano, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich, you are the oh, sexiest no. man of the year. Now, you don't have to be, don't twist your, you don't have to have your arm twisted. Rich Eisen. Today's guests NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Ravens safety Geno Stone, Texans running back Dario Gunwale. Comedian Adam Ray, and now sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. Hey there. Hi there. Rich is in Germany there. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for watching, listening. However it is you are consuming this multimedia product today, we thank you for it. By the way, we're we're moving around this week. If you guys didn't know that, on Sirius, there are new places to listen to us, new channels on your radio dial. On Sirius, we're now 161 on Sirius, XM 206, and online 998. Again, 161, 206, 998. All three of those numbers larger than the total points scored last night at Soldier Field, where the... Chicago Bears dressed head to toe in orange beat the Carolina Panthers dressed head to toe in we have the number one pick and it's yours not ours 16 to 13 of all the games that will be played this week week 10 and there are some good ones that was not one of them five games this week that feature two teams either at 500 or better it is a good week. Last night was a slow entry into that good week. But was, a lot of good storylines from it. It was a football it, game. Including <laughs> what do you do with Justin Fields now that he's likely back next week? And how does his audition for seven games go? And what do you do with the mess that is the Carolina Panthers? Chris Brockman. What's up, buddy? Jason is, hold on, Jason. It's Fella, right? Yeah. Yes, I got <laughs> Jason Feller. Feller Friday. TJ Jefferson. Good day to all Hello. of you. We're good? We're good. good. Okay. Also good, I'm wearing a Henley today. It is a casual Friday. The fact that NFL <laughs> Network insider Tom Pelissero can join us wearing, I believe that's flannel, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to my guy, Vicenzo, at uh, the Rag and Bone in Santa Monica, who uh, pulls my wardrobe these days. So great pick by him. Hold First on. time rolling it out. Before we get to the Frank wow. Reich hot seat, oh you've got a guy at Rag and Bone in oh, Santa Monica goodness. here in L.A. that that gets your big, wardrobe ready? Big fan of the insiders. Saw that I was wearing some of the clothes from them. And so now he's kind of curating a wardrobe for me here. It's great. Okay. It's well, like we need a group field trip uh, tell next him, time you're in town. <laughs> tell him I'm a 3029 and I wear rag and bone jeans all the time. 
30-29. That is an uncommon inseam right there, Andrew. <laughs> Do I look tall? Do I look tall? <laughs> hey, man. I'm it's... a 31-30, and those those are tricky, too. There you go. <laughs> More like 28, but no one really makes a 28 and a 29. You can deal with it. Anyway. Oshkosh-bagosh, maybe? No. Oshkosh-bagosh. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, where were we? Hey, Frank Elastic jeans, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it hit me last night, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get this car back on the road. It hit me last night watching Frank Reich's post-game press conference at Soldier Field after his team lost, after the quarterback that Carolina took number one overall lost to a quarterback that was taken out of the middle of nowhere in West Virginia undrafted. And by the way, that team traded you the first overall pick. The look on Frank Reich's face, Tom, was very similar to the look of kind of like hopelessness that I saw on his face last year when trying to decide between Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. Are they in trouble in Carolina? I would say this, Andrew. I don't think that anybody watching that game is going to walk away saying anything other than the offense is horrible. I mean, it's, you know, whether it's the, you know, the design, whether it's the execution, whether it's the way the offensive line is played, whether it's the the lack of some of the, the outside weapons. I mean, you know, you're going up against a Bears defense that, granted, you know, added Montez Sweat, and they did invest in that side, but they haven't been a, a elite unit this season. And you get in the red zone once on national TV, and you got the number one overall pick. You know, I just keep going back to this, and I, this is not to pin it on, you know, solely Frank Reich. It's certainly not to pin it on the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown, who, let's be honest, when he takes over the play call in a few weeks ago, you're not installing an entirely new offense. You can try to do some different things, but the offense, the structure of the scheme is not going to substantially change in the course of a season here. Um, you know, the number one pick, looks like he's the guy who was the undrafted rookie out on the field. I don't think, I don't get the sense that anybody in Carolina is worried about Bryce young coming through this. Cause he's such a mature guy, a steady guy, but you took him in part because of, you know, the elite processing ability and how accurate he was and how quickly he got the football out. Everything right now just looks slow and there's no tempo in the offense. Um, you know, you're trying to get the football out of his hands, which I understand, but you're running, just it's a lot of quick passes. And so you're trying to like slowly, gradually move the chains. And that doesn't give you as much margin for error. It's a lot of different factors uh, going on right there in Carolina. Uh, certainly, you know, David Tepper has shown patience in the past. I know that, you know, there's reputations outside and some other things. And I think that he's very conscientious of the fact that people think he's not going to be patient, but he went into a third year with Matt Rule, despite the fact that, you know, at that point there wasn't a lot of reason to believe other than Matt Rule's success at the college level in year three, that things were necessarily headed in the right direction. You know, here with Frank Reich, we're at the halfway point, Andrew, and we're already having these types of conversations. I would just also go back to when they did their coaching search last year and you look at the interview list, Frank Reich was an outlier. It was young offensive guys. They you know, wanted Ben Johnson. They interviewed Kellen Moore. They brought in Ken Dorsey, all these guys. And then you hire Frank Reich, who's just 
It's a little bit different from what you were necessarily were going after in the first place. And so David Tepper, I'm sure, is um, you know had a lot to think about on the plane back from Chicago in terms of exactly what to do moving forward here. Again, I would say nobody is concerned about the quarterback at this point, Andrew, but it's obvious everything around the quarterback is not helping them out. And there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen there. Jim Caldwell and Josh McCown and Thomas Brown and on the defensive side, Jiro Averro. You have a lot of guys that are considered future head coaches and you have former head coaches there as well. I remember sitting with Frank Reich at the Combine. We're doing the interview on NFL Network and I asked that very question. Are there too many cooks in the kitchen? He pushed back a little bit. Um, There are people seemingly in that building that should be able to come up with answers but, Tom, there, there's got to be, and, and no one's suggesting that I, I think Bryce Young will pull through. But the C.J. Stroud factor here has to cloud people's thinking, doesn't it? Well, I think that the dichotomy certainly weighs on you just based upon a relatively small sample size of results. I mean, I think that you go back to um, the first couple of years coming out of the 2020 draft, and everybody looked at it as the Dolphins completely missed. How in the world could they right. take Tua? You know, why didn't they take Justin Herbert? And certainly, this, Justin Herbert's been a really good player. It's a great point. Paid, and there's a lot of reasons to believe in him. But Tua has shown that he can perform at a pretty high level uh, when he's healthy and able to stay on the field. But they had to make a coaching change in order to do that. And they brought in Mike McDaniel, and it kind of unlocked this whole thing uh, for Tua Tungavailoa. And we've seen him. Um, certainly at the start of this season, I know that the last few weeks have been a little more of a battle for the Dolphins offense, but we've seen that he can do it. So I think that it's way too soon to say, you know, how in the world could you take this guy? The, the Panthers did all kinds of studies and they had data and analytics and they traveled around to the different teams and the, or, you know different schools and they met with everybody and they spent time with them. They went to dinner with Bryce Young and they talked to him there and they just everything about him lined up and they were not alone in that it's not as if they took the guy that nobody else had as the number one quarterback if you talk to people within the league you did get different opinions on this quarterback class but the consensus i would say if not a strong consensus was bryce young was the safest bet what's happening right now is not working to your point on the too many cooks in the kitchen i don't think it's bad to have too many smart football people the last thing you want is a brain drain and the head coach having to do everything i do go back to Remember the last year for Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, a few years after they'd won the Super Bowl. And at that time, you know, Frank had left for Indianapolis. They had moved on from Mike Groh. And then they brought in, you know, some smart football minds. Marty Morningweg, Rich Scangarello. They were from different backgrounds. And thinking was, okay, we're going to get some new th- new ideas going here. We're kind of going to revitalize this offense. And instead, they kind of had this offense that didn't really have an identity, didn't have a philosophy And I think that you see that a little bit right now with Carolina, too, where you've got a lot of smart football people. You just rattled off a bunch of the names in that room, but they come from different backgrounds. They might have different philosophies about what it's supposed to look like on the field. And so regardless of who's calling the plays, the structure of this thing right now looks like it's not best suited for what's going to help Bryce Young take off. And the Bears go to three and seven. On the flip side of that, they have seven games seemingly now for Justin Fields kind of to audition for the offseason when the Bears very well, thanks to that victory last night, could have the number one overall pick. Want to get to the Jets real quick. Don't want to linger too much. But make sense, if you could, Tom, for us of, of what Robert Sala said this week about Zach Wilson and, and seemingly implying that 
that people upstairs are telling him what to do, then backpedaling from that, if you even want to call it a backpedal. Everything was very vague, but the headline still is Zach Wilson, not Trevor Simeon, and not Tim Boyle, is the Jets quarterback. Well, listen, Trevor Simeon's a great guy, and he started a lot of games in the league. The thinking with the Jets has always been, regardless of whether it's Simeon or whether it's Boyle or, you know, before the trade deadline to trade for Garoppolo, the long shot, ridiculous things about trading for cousins that like, that would be the only thing that would elevate you above. Right. If you've got a quarterback who's playing at a really high level going on, getting Carson Wentz, getting Matt Ryan, none of this, regardless where you thought the downside would be on Zach Wilson, Wilson still has the most upside. And so that was the starting point for how the jets proceeded. Once Aaron Rodgers got hurt that plus you know, the obvious fact that they are hoping that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back at some point. And so you don't want to invest in anything that's going to tie up money, tie up draft picks and things that you could use to build around Aaron Rodgers, if not even the end of this season, but into 2024 uh, as well. I also think that it doesn't do, you know, I know that Sully used the phrase plead the fifth and people had a lot of questions about exactly what, uh, what he was trying to avoid self-incriminating on. I would say this, no coach, especially one who's trying to and has been trying to instill confidence in his young quarterback, is going to give any shadow of we're thinking about a change. We need to evaluate it unless you already know you're making that change. They're obviously not at that point, according to what Saul has said, to do that this week. Could you potentially see somebody else get an opportunity? It's not completely um, you know, out of left field to suggest that that's a, a possibility here. They just need Zach Wilson or whoever's a quarterback to be good enough. I said that the day after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. The whole idea of if Zach Wilson plays at a high level. No, forget that. Just if Zach Wilson plays okay. They need him to play okay. It didn't happen the other night. He didn't have a lot of protection. Now Billy Turner's hurt. They've had, I don't know how many different offensive line combinations they've already used through the course of the season. There's things going on around him. You'd like to think that you're finding ways to get the ball into your playmaker's hands, get it to Brees Hall, get it to Garrett Wilson. When those things aren't happening to back up a defense who's still playing really well, that's where some of the frustration lies. But, you know, from go, it's been trying to take this scheme that was so driven by Aaron Rodgers having control and being able to check out a place, do these different things at the line, then trying to find a version of that that Zach Wilson could learn on the fly in a season where, you know, in their best case or even okay case scenario, Zach Wilson was never seen. Is there, I love the story. I, I've loved his story for a while now as, as the Browns fan here, but is there Josh Dobbs regret this week around the league? Like, have you heard from people Man, I mean, look what he did. We 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 could have fixed our temporary quarterback injury issue with that guy. Well, I mean, anytime that you have a guy who plays like Josh Dobbs <laughs> yeah. last week, Andrew, it's probably half the teams in the league, half the owners going, why didn't we get this Dobbs? He was sitting out there. to free agent. He's been traded. He's been on practice squads. Where was he? Five teams you know, in Josh- 11 months. Right. I mean, and he's the only quarterback ever, you know, once he starts this game for the Vikings this week, who has started for three different teams in a calendar year, all with less than three weeks to prepare. The only other guy who's ever done it, period, is Baker Mayfield. who did it twice bonkers. in a 365-day scam. Yeah. There's span. Dobbs has done it now after this week, three times in less than a year, but every one of those he's arrived. He's had a grand total of 30 days from signing to playing with each of those teams, which is just completely, uh, completely wild. And we'll see. I mean, I, I would say this. I made this point on the insiders earlier this week. In my mind, Kevin O'Connell, he got one coach of the year vote last year when he won 13 games. Kevin O'Connell this year, if this Vikings team stays afloat, if they somehow get into the playoffs, has to be one of, if not the front runner for coach of the year. You go to that game last week, he's got 
his running back Cam Akers, who would increasingly kind of become the guy in the backfield, he gets hurt. You don't have the best receiver in the NFL in Justin Jefferson. You are down not just Kirk Cousins, but Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall, so the top three quarterbacks. You got a guy who's been there for five days, and you find a way to come out and beat the Falcons on the road, one of the teams you're competing with in the NFC. And, oh, yeah, the boldest move that the Vikings made in the offseason from an addition standpoint was moving on from Ed Donatel, bringing in Brian Flores, totally different personality, totally different scheme. And look what the Vikings have done defensively, especially over the last six weeks or so here. Um, O'Connell's done a phenomenal job. His next task is taking not just the sneak attack, Josh Dobbs going out there. We don't really know what he's going to do or what they might scheme for him in his defense. You're just thinking, do we tackle this guy? I don't know how many times he's going to get loose and just dance around people and dive for first downs and touchdowns. Now you're into, okay, what are they actually going to do with Josh Dobbs? And you know Dennis Allen's going to have a plan of attack for that. I'm really interested to see now with a week on both sides, a week for Dobbs to prepare, but also a week for the defense to prepare for him. What's it going to look like? Uh, right. And, and let's not forget, they did only win with Josh Dobbs one game in Arizona over the first two months of the season. That's not all on the quarterback, but let's not forget that that's the recent history. But you could also could have imagined, hey, what the Falcons would have been like with Josh Dobbs, what the Browns would have been like two weeks ago in Seattle. They would have beaten the Seahawks potentially with Josh Dobbs or what the Jets might have looked like on Monday night with Josh Dobbs. Small sample size. He's pretty darn good on the small sample size. You mentioned the insiders. Um, injuries we'll keep an eye on today. I know the wide receivers in Cincinnati. Certainly, what else? What's on the show? Well, Jamar Chase is going to be an interesting one since you brought him up because what I was told the day after he, he took that fall was um, there's nothing structural wrong with him, but he's really, really sore. Chris Collinsworth nailed it yeah. when he said on the broadcast, he saw the replay the, of the fall and just said, like, it is going to hurt him to get out of bed tomorrow. And it sounds like that's what it is. But Chase, at least being out there in a limited capacity on Thursday, gives him a chance. We'll find out shortly exactly what his status is going to be. Uh, they're not expected to have T. Higgins this week, so that bears even larger uh, in what is suddenly a really compelling game. Uh, going up against the Texans this week. Uh, I think that one of the unique things this week too, Andrew, and it's a, a good thing if you're a fan, is we don't have nearly the level of quarterback drama I don't think that we've had in the past. We've got more guys coming back now. Would you have liked to see Justin Fields last night? Sure, although the Tyson Bajan show continues to amaze me every time. He's I he's doubtful, but he's out. Yeah, I, I'm going to wear a T-shirt. Was, he's doubtful, but he's out. <laughs> well, the, the whole doubtful thing too is always weird to me because – I got to look at the exact language, but it's like questionable is 50, 50, 50, 50. right. Doubtful so then is 25. Doubtful is anything from 49 to one, but then that means questionable. Can anything be anything from 51 to 99? I, I don't think anybody, I mean, I have to look, but I don't think anybody has played with a doubtful designation. So we all see doubtful and go, he's out. He's you know, out. Look, he's out. I, I was watching the presser and now we're, we're taking a, you know, taking a left turn here, but here's all he had to say is listen, uh, he's doubtful. He has not yet been medically cleared. We're going to warm him up before the game. There's an outside chance, outside chance that the right. doctors may clear him tomorrow and then maybe we'll dress him and maybe he would be the emergency or the number two or whatever. But Tyson's going to start. That's all he had to say. Right. And if you want people to think he might play, then you list him as questionable. And right. again, there's like there's rules and teams play the percentages on this. Everybody does it uh, a little bit differently here. But yeah, if you're if you're doubtful. We know you're out. That was like the other part of that press conference was like the Abbott and Costello aspect mm -hmm. of, I don't understand. You're saying he's doubtful, but he's out. <laughs> yes, like, like, yeah, like, I'm trying like, to what tell are you. you okay, I'm, saying that I'm trying to tell you he's out without telling you he's out. Okay. He's doubtful. You can process this and figure it out. We all know 
He's not playing. It's going to be Bajan on fields, um, by the way. So he he is getting better. Like he is getting closer. I would certainly say there's a good chance. I would put that in my own words that he's going to be out there next week against the Lions. One of the issues he still had this week was there's still a little bit of pain when he takes snaps under center. You don't want to have him in shotgun the entire game. And also the fact that going up to the games, I know people were surprised too that Khalil Herbert wasn't playing because he was listed as full all week. Well, on the short weeks, a lot of teams don't even practice. They might have like 20 reps on a Wednesday, but it's basically all walkthroughs here. So, yeah, hypothetically, you could practice and you're healthy enough, but if you don't have time to test an ankle or a thumb, it probably doesn't, you know, it's probably not worth it to go push you out there. And sure enough, they found a way to to get one more win with the kid from Shepard. Yep, man. A lot of teams don't like to force guys out there on a short week because why not give them an extra couple of days here with the mini buy, and then you're definitely healthy the week after that. And those of us who have Devante or Deontay for me to beg your pardon on fantasy like yours truly for my awful fantasy team were grateful. Tom Pelissero mentioned the insiders. It's on this morning on NFL Network with Tom wearing flannel and Ian undoubtedly wearing an awful shirt. We will see you then. And that's not a personal shot. (laughs) It's just the truth. (laughs) Ian wears some awful shirts. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Should he go see Vincenzo? I've told this Ian on the air. See, Ian likes to take shots at other people's fashion. Anyway, uh, Gino Stone, everybody. Gino. Who is the NFL leader in interceptions? For 400, please. Joining us live from Baltimore, straight ahead. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, you told him about how you, you are the Bill Walsh of audio executives. Exactly. So you yeah. can't screw these up. Your favorite catchphrase from the original Predator. Go ahead. Here's one. If it bleeds, we can kill it. All right, that's number one. Here's number two. Okay. Get to the chopper! Can't hear them at all. Okay. The, 
hear them. Yes. I'm just gonna... You can't hear them. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing this blindfolded. Wait a minute, the sound, wait a minute. No, Did Bill Walsh cannot you... have the volume up? <laughs> Did the Bill Walsh of sound engineers not have the volume up? For the segment. Oh my god. Oh we can boy. Kill it. This is not bode well. Can you back? Go, do, do, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a method to his madness. Do you want to try one more time now? Yes. Okay, go. Go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, man. Here he We can kill it. Okay, if it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Okay, here's the next one. Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, here's, and here's the other one. One ugly mother. Okay, there's that one. Okay. Start bench cut. All right, get to the chopper. It's cut because it's only an incidental line, and the only reason we remember it is because he's Austrian. If anybody else said, Get to the choppers, it wouldn't have been a line. It wouldn't have been a line. It's only because he's the choppers, because he's Austrian. Cut, cut. It's superfluous. We're gonna bench your, your one ugly, ugly MF. -er. So, what you're gonna do is you're gonna start, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Because, it, because it's a succinct line, and it's done in a very naturalistic way. Please. We can kill it. Very well done. That's mm -hmm. just now, for everybody else who comes in here on the Rich Eisen That's show, we're going to show I'm them. I'm setting the bar you know, here. We're, we're going to show them this start bench cut because you have raised the bar, Keegan. Setting Michael the bar King. right here. We're going to edit out Del Tufo messing up the audio. We're going to edit that can out. Can you edit that, edit out. that out? No, it, it, it's, it's too it's good. Perfect. It is the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Andrew Siciliano, hi. Filling in for Rich, who is in Germany. Patriots and the Colts coming up Sunday on NFL Network. I sit here right now at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. An answer to the NFL Jeopardy question right now. Who is the NFL leader? In interceptions, or this man, let me do it the right way. This man leads the NFL in interceptions. And the answer is, in the form of a question, who is Geno Stone? And he joins us live now. Owings, Mills, Maryland, fresh off the practice field as the Ravens get ready to try to sweep the Cleveland Browns in a huge, pivotal AFC North matchup coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. Geno Stone, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this. Um, How does it feel to lead the league in picks, dude? Where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely surreal. Uh, you know, I always, always dreamt of being having this, uh, having this opportunity to be able to do this. You know, and finally get my opportunities and and actually doing and actually doing it. You know, it's actually kind of crazy. Um, you know, but you know, I put a lot of work in and be able to do this though all right we're going to talk team stuff i promise but gino just bear with me here uh you know be modest if you want to but let, let's talk about you because gino you never want to talk about someone else's money another man's money but uh you got a good thing going right now they didn't tender you in the off season for those who don't know what that means it basically means they let you walk and they didn't even try to say we want anything back if you walk like you're a seventh round pick they didn't put an original round tender on you where if you went to go somewhere else they would have gotten a seventh round pick and then it came full circle and and you came back and now you get a chance to play full time and i know with some injuries like to marcus you 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 had a chance last year but now here you are and now gino like you could cash in big time yeah um yeah i i really really haven't tried to thinking about that you know i just try to you know go out there and let all uh, my play 
handle all that. You know, the off season will, will come and or whatever situation happens. You know, um, you know, I'll be blessed for whatever happens. But at the end of the day, I gotta keep going out there, performing how I am, and you know, continue to stack days and stack hopefully interceptions and uh, you know, big plays and help this defense and, and team win. Yeah, you're definitely stacking them. And listen, I, I knew that was the answer likely you are going to give. It's Friday. you got a game coming up this week. The last thing you want to talk about is free agency, but it's a good thing to tell your story to everyone else because I think it is such a great story. Like lost in the transactions in March, Geno Stone here back with the Ravens proving he's the guy. And you guys are proving that you could be the best team, not only in the AFC North, Geno, but in the AFC Big picture here. You get the Browns this week. It's a much different Browns team than when you saw them last time. That's when Deshaun couldn't play and, and Dorian Thompson Robinson, who you picked off, had to play. You guys were all kinds of banged up then. Now this week, they're all kinds of banged up. When you look at the Browns on film this week, after what they did last week, Gino, what do you see? No, I, I mean, you know, Deshaun's a big part of their success over there. He's a guy... Um, that takes control of the offense. You know, he runs our offense, and they got a really good receiver. And Amari Cooper over there, I, well, I think it's probably one of the best route runners in the league. Uh, they got a really good run game. You know, good backs over there. Um, guys that like, hit, hit the hole, yeah, you know, get the long one, and that will just keep going and going over time with a really good old line. So, you know, I, I feel like this game's going to be one in the trenches, um, you know, especially if they got a great defense over there. So, you know, we really can't depend on what our offense is going to do. You know, at the end of the day, our defense got to go out there and hold, hold uh, their team more uh, to less points than their defense is going to do. I'm talking to Geno Stone, who leads the NFL in picks with six Browns and the Ravens coming up Sunday in Baltimore. You guys play very different styles of defense, Geno. You guys are like ranked 1-2 or 2-1 in almost every major defensive category. They play a lot of man, come after you. You guys can play some man, you can play some zone, but, but your pre-snap look with your D.C. Mike McDonald is rarely what you give to the quarterback. As a safety, what's that game like playing cat and mouse with the QB every every snap? No, it definitely is a great thing because, you know, you know we're trying to hide what we're doing, um, you know, pre-snap to the quarterback to show um, he's not getting a great look. And then, you know, as a safety, the DB, whatever it is, they give that quarterback that look and make him take that extra second and get let the rush get there. You know, our rushing coverage is working together really well, so – let our rush get there and you either get a sack or make the, the quarterback make the wrong decision and throw it up. And that's how we go get our opportunities, you know, getting turnovers and takeaways. Hey, you guys are playing chess where a lot of defenses play checkers. And sometimes checkers is a great way to win. Sometimes chess is a more fun way to win. And you're facing a team this week that does not have, it was just announced, either it's left tackle. You knew Jed Wills was down, but it's right tackle as well. Dewan Jones has been ruled out, the big Buckeye. Uh, what does that do for you guys, Gino? You know, at the end of the day, um, whoever's in there, you know, that they, they got to go against our rush. And, you know, our rush been proving themselves, uh, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out. Um, you know, so, you know, that's, I feel like that's a great thing for our rush and for us. But, you know, we just got to go out and execute our plan uh, this week. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. But we got to go out there and play ball. Has has Clowney been spitting fire this week? <laughs> you know, Clowney's more of a laid-back type person. Uh, but when he steps on the field, you know, he lets his play talk to himself. So, uh, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he really don't talk much, but like I said, he goes out there and balls. Gino, if you had to pick one play that Lamar has made this year, maybe it's during a game. Like I thought that stiff arm on, on Boye Mafe last week where he's getting chased and he just kind of stiff-armed stiff him like casually and then ran 20 yards down the sideline. It was pretty cool. 
Um, or maybe the play in practice. Like, is there one play where you could go, oh, my God, I got to tell people what he just did if they didn't see it? Uh, honestly, I've I seen a lot, of, a lot of plays like that from Lamar. Uh, you know, through my whole career here in the past four years, I, I mean, I've seen a bunch of films where he showed his speed off and uh, watching him in the game. But just, just from this game, uh, this year, I'll probably just say against the Colts game when he was in the pocket, you know, it looked like he was a for sure sack. He got out and yeah. was on the field for like 20 yards. You know, it's just things Lamar does that you just like, all right, like, at this point, it looks normal to us. But at the same time, you're like, you know, that guy's a different type, type of player. What about that one-legged touchdown in Arizona? You see that in the red zone? Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't see it until, um, you know, I saw it on Twitter going around and him making that throw. And it's just, it's just crazy because Lamar – it's just Lamar. Like, at the end of the day, when I see Lamar make passes like that, it's just like that's all you can say is, like, that's Lamar. Like, when people see Pat Mahomes make passes, like, only Pat Mahomes do that, but – um, you know, Lamar is his own type of, uh, you know, quarterback. He's a guy that, you know, I feel like reset what type of quarterback he could be. Um, you know, the, the, the people would say, you know, he was a right more running type of quarterback, you know, before he first came out. But, you know, he's been, he's been a proven passer over a few past few years. And I feel like he's continuing to show it now with his, you know, completion uh, percentage and everything else like that. All right. One more thing for you, Geno Stone, before we let you go, because I know you've talked about this with your buddies. You are a proud Iowa Hawkeye. <laughs> what do you think the Big Ten should do to Michigan? Uh, I mean, they can, they can do what they want, you know. Um, <laughs> they can do what they want. You know, I, know Coach, I know, I know, Coach Harbaugh probably has, you know, the other other plans. <laughs> but, uh, hey, do what they want, you know. I'm, I'm gonna stick with my Hawkeyes, you know. We're, I think we're, uh, you know, top of the West right now, so uh, we'll see them. We'll see them in the Big Ten championship. <laughs> hey, is uh. Is Coach John Harbaugh with an earshot? Is that why you hesitated? Nah, I think better see if I speak nothing on them. You never know, man. Hey, look, I, I, I get it. I don't know that there is a right answer. I mean, the Michigan people say, hey, everyone cheats a little bit and you don't have any evidence. And everyone else says, you guys have been cheating forever. We got to lay the hammer on you. Uh, and then, hey, by the way, they play Penn State in 24 hours, right? So it's yeah. like... I don't know why they have to figure it out now, but that's just me. Right, yeah. Gino, uh, way to play the political game there. I respect you. Um, <laughs> congratulations on the success this year. Good luck coming up on Sunday, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. You got it. Gino Stone, who leads the NFL in interceptions for the Baltimore Ravens. That's pretty funny. <laughs> is his brother over there? <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah. It's, it's like, way, Gino, my... we're, we're not going to tweet it out. <laughs> and then someone, Chad Steele, thanks, Chad, for the help with this. Chad Steele, head of PR for the Ravens. It's not like Chad's going to take the video to coach, your coach, and go, hey, did you hear what Gino said about your brother? <laughs> Gino's like, you see the way my bank account is set up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you talked about that contract. I would really like I to be back here. Get paid. <laughs> yes, I'd, I'd like to be. Hey, Andrew, back I'm here. going through a tunnel. I uh... <laughs> <laughs> going through a tunnel. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm standing on the field, about to head into the building, but I'm standing. Yeah, what? What? We we practice in a castle. <laughs> it messes up cell signal. <laughs> Um, we have Dario Gumbawale, the Texans running back. And for those who know your Big Ten football, former Wisconsin Badger in the long line of great Badger backs. We'll ask Dario Gumbawale the same question. Coming up 
in about a half hour. Also ask him if he's going to be kicking this week for the Texans because it does not look like Amy Fairbairn is going to be able to go. Can we ask him what it's, what it's like to maybe not even be the best athlete in his own family? Yes. His, his sister know? plays for the WNBA Dallas Wings and won a national championship with Notre Dame by hitting not only a buzzer beater in the final, and it was one of those, like, I don't know if you guys were watching at the time. I was watching yeah. at the oh, time. Yeah. It was like, amazing. Like, whoa. Bam. Buzzer <laughs> beater. She stuck the three game over. We're going home. Right. Like, Enrique, bring no the joke. confetti. Yeah. She hit a she hit the game winner on, I, I don't want to say on Saturday, because the women, the women don't do Saturday, Monday, right? Whatever it was. She hit the, you're so used to saying that for the men, Saturday and Monday for the final four. She, in the semifinal, she hit right. the buzzer beater as well. So, yeah. Back to back. Back to back. No big deal. He, uh, to back. He knows what it feels like to be Reggie Miller, maybe. Bam. You know? that, that, that's actually a great comparison. <laughs> Reggie and Cheryl. As Reggie, people would always remind Reggie, you're not the best basketball player in your family. <laughs> Bam. All right. Coming up. Do we bring out the fun facts for week 10? Because you guys mocked me and you didn't seem entertained. Oh, come on. That when is I did such fun facts. Criticism. You're right. Mocking is too... That, that's not fair. You didn't seem entertained. You know, when you're talking to a room and you're not getting any reaction, sure, sure. believe me, I've emceed enough like <laughs> rubber chicken banquets before. We're you're like, all right, is no one laughing? Like I thought I thought I brought my like, A material. Rubber chicken you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, do you get the chicken or the fish, right? The steak, like, it all looks the same. Try but the, the you know, the chewy carrots and like whatever. We've all been there. And like, is, is this thing on? <laughs> right? Hello. 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 Yeah, so let's... Let's talk about the bar mitzvah boy, okay? Um, yeah, you guys didn't seem didn't seem like maybe we bring back fun facts. I'm excited, fun facts. Let's oh, go. Okay, a fun fact about Kenny Pickett, where if you're a Steeler fan or if you dislike Canada, Matt, that is, you want to hear it. Coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So I tell Mark Norman and yeah. Shane Gillis, my two openers, yes. 
I said, hey, we're doing the Mullet Arena. We'll do two shows. We do one show mm-hmm. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Sells out at Friday. Sells out at Wednesday, at Thursday. Mm-hmm. Doing four shows. Uh, guys, it's a little treat. Super Bowl tickets on me. Good seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you need $25,000. Well, you're going for the primo primo if you're yeah, talking about well, I that. Didn't, I didn't know. My wife called and she goes, they just took $125,000 out of our account. Is, is something going on? Do you need to talk to me about something? Are you going to South Africa for a month? I was like, no, we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't even like either of the teams. This is the rub. Oh no. They oh. don't tell you your seats until Friday. Get out of here! You don't know where you're sitting. <laughs> I don't even know who I gave the money to. I don't know. Oh my god! I don't even know! My manager just goes, I need 125000 I don't give it to <laughs> I feel like Bernie Madoff's client. Like I'm just sitting there going, So you, you think Bitcoin's gonna really do well? <laughs> Turns out Matt Damon said we're cool. <laughs> oh I heard God. Tom Brady's involved. This should be a win-win. Right? I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> laughing so hard and crying. I don't even know who. I, I don't even know when I get my ticket. <laughs> <Burn. laughs> it's the greatest heist ever. That was funny. Uh, did, <laughs> did I mention Adam Ray is coming up next hour? Bert's good friend, Adam Ray, will be here in studio. Yeah, buddy. Here in studio um, to celebrate the Seahawks signing Brett Rippon to the practice squad <laughs> this morning. Yeah, Pete Carroll loves him. Some uh, former Bronco quarterbacks. He's got Drew Locke. And now he's got Brett Rippon on the practice squad. I guess the Seahawks needed a third. Or they want to pick Brett Rippon's brain because next week the Seahawks come to L.A. to face Matthew Stafford and the Rams. You think uh, Geno Smith is on a little bit of a hot seat? I do, but I don't. Geno's got to play better. I don't think. No, I don't think Pete would bench Geno for Drew Locke. Been five straight games, by the way, though that Gino has two turnovers. Not not one. Five straight where he's got at least two turnovers. I mean, the way this league changes week in, week out, like Frank Reich today on his day after thing, kinda sorta left the door open to take play calling duties back from Thomas Brown. Like, it's it's a mess out there, kids. It's a mess. All right. I mentioned we should do some fun facts about the games. So going back to when when I did the Red Zone for 18 years, I, I had my my routine where I would sit down and I go through all our research material that DirecTV would put together, that the NFL would put together, that, that, that I'd get together from Stats Inc. or all, all these other places, and I would come up with like 20 bullet points for every game on Sunday – 
And, and those were my main, not necessarily my main talking points, but like things to look for, trends, whatever. And I would kind of try to download those into my brain ahead of Sunday. This year, not doing that show, but still doing other shows. And I've tried to do the same thing, right? Prepare as if you're doing the same thing right? on Sunday, because that's just, I don't know, that's what I've always done. And a lot of these things you go like, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I did not know I, that. I did not know that. <laughs> so, Jason, I know we tried for some music yeah. last time, and you went like 70s rock. It was, t- it was I, terrible last time. What no, was, was the music last time? It was like old Bad. school rock and roll. I got you this time. Did Did anyone notice, by the way, that late in the fourth quarter that the, the loudspeakers, TJ, I, I looked to them, but they're not going to know what I'm talking about, at Soldier Field played Mob Deep? Shook ones? No. The volume, tur- the team, the game was on one TV. The volume was that not game, turned That up. game gave you another migraine, right? Okay. <laughs> I started watching the Hawks game. I was like, I, I can't watch There it. you go. But no, anyway. I did not know. Yeah, Mob Deep. Anyway, and then Eddie Pinheiro missed the field goal right thereafter. So he, he Coincidence? Shook he was shook. He was shook. He did not end Maybe up. that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to shake Eddie Pinheiro in the Eddie Pinheiro revenge game. Anyway, I digress. Jason, what do you got for me? Why don't you just play films music? I don't mind this. What is this? Uh, beat this is called basketball music. This is called <laughs> basketball. I'm going off of Del Tufo's labels always. Okay. Why are you playing films? He's doing little yeah, just NFL, give us NFL fun films. facts. Yeah, just make it easier. Why are you making this more complicated? Do, do you think that the NFL films, like if you, if you feel like it's only reserved for rich and somehow no. I am stealing a bit? You're in the chair, no. baby. Okay. Bam. Yeah, there we go. Hey. Thank you. God, I feel so much better now. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. Gosh. <laughs> I feel better. Do you know that Gardner Minshew has not won consecutive starts or the team for for which he was playing has not won consecutive games in four years? What? Whoa. Now, he won a couple of years without starting. Oh, okay, well. But sense. a team with Gardner Minshew at quarterback has not won consecutive games since week seven of eight of 2019 when he was a Jacksonville Jaguar. That does not bode well for the Colts in Germany, if you think that means anything, as they play Bernard Ryman. I'm sorry, as they play Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Wow. I, I keep going back to Bernard Ryman. I think it's great. That there is a kid from Austria starting in this game. Right. That's just me. You know so should, there. You know who should flip the coin for that game? Who's that? Oleg. <laughs> Oleg. Oleg the Oleg bike, bike tour, tour guy from Berlin. <laughs> he, should, he should come out and make the official coin flip. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. So there's your fun fact on the early game. We just had Geno Stone on Browns and the Ravens. Huge game with AFC North and overall AFC playoff implications. If the playoffs were to start today, we'd be surprised. And the Browns would be the sixth seed. The Ravens, as it stands, would be the two seed. I think Baltimore could be the best team in football, and they're facing a Browns team that not only lost Jack Conklin in September, they've dealt with that. Dewan Jones playing well. Now Dewan Jones out at right tackle, and Jed Wills is out at least a month at left tackle. So the Browns have, I don't know, hands up in the air playing left and right tackle against the Ravens. That's bad. But here's your fun fact about this one. This will be the very first time that Odell Beckham Jr. will be on an NFL field facing a former team. Hmm. Hmm? Hmm. 
you read that, you go, that doesn't make sense. Well, when he was with the Browns, they never faced the Giants. They did play the Jets at the Meadowlands. He had a long, well, he got tackled on the one. It should have been a touchdown. I don't think they should have overturned it, but regardless. So he played against the Jets there, but not against the Giants. When he was with the Rams, it was a short stint. He didn't play against neither the Browns nor the Giants. And then he was out of football for like a year and a half. And when the Browns and Ravens played back in September, he was hurt. So this is the very first time in Odell Beckham Jr.'s career that he is facing a former team. Mm. Also, here's a bad one for the Browns. They're averaging 10 points per game defensively allowed at home. Ooh. That's really good. On the road, 29.3. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's really bad. Okay. Bengals and Texans. T. Higgins is out. Already ruled out. Sam Hubbard is out. Yep. Ruled out today by Zach Taylor. Jamar Chase. Iffy. We're told. It's wait and see. Do you know that this is C.J. Stroud's very first NFL game played in the state of Ohio? Yeah, probably. It makes sense. They haven't played on the road at Cleveland yet this year. But did you know that he's the lowest interception percentage by any rookie, minimum 200 attempts, in the history of the National Football League? You probably did. That one's not that big of a deal because we've been saying it over and over and over and over again. Here's a fun one from Green Bay and Pittsburgh. And all you people that are Steeler fans that you're, you know, still fed up with Matt Canada. So do you know what touchdown percentage is? This isn't like DVOA or EPA. It's not some random next-gen thing. Touchdown percentage, real easy. Number of overall attempts, passing attempts, and, and the number of touchdowns in those attempts, right? Easy. Not something Easy you generally look yeah. at. But Kenny Pickett now has 619 career attempts. So using 600 career attempts as a bar and going for 104 years of the NFL, Kenny Pickett has the second lowest touchdown percentage of all time. <laughs> All, all the times, <laughs> all the games, all, Kenny Pickett all, all has thrown 13 touchdowns in his 619 career attempts, a touchdown percentage of 2.1. Jeez. The lowest ever is a gentleman named Gary Huff, who played for the Bears and Bucks in the 70s. His touchdown percentage, again, using 600 as the floor, is 2.1. Zero. So Kenny Pickett is right there for the lowest percentage of touchdowns and overall pass attempts in the history of the game. Gary Huff, 7 and 21 as a starter, 16 touchdowns out of 788 attempts. Not good. <laughs> Yet the Steelers are winning. They're 5 and 3. They've been outgained in every game. Tomlin. And I'll tell you right now, they are going to beat the Green Bay Packers. We're not going to apologize for winning. <laughs> you shouldn't. Should not apologize for winning. The Green Bay Packers, Mike Tomlin, will be a pebble in your shoe this week. It's going to be Kenny Pickett's 13th career win, then, if that happens. Yep. Same number of touchdowns. If quarterback <laughs> wins are a thing, and a thing for you. The the most interesting game of the week, hands down. I know what my answer is. What's yours? Most interesting game of the weekend? Hands down. 49ers-Jaguars. Absolutely. Because 
I mean, like the Niners in Jacksonville. I mean, like maybe going for their fourth straight loss. Yeah, like it just doesn't feel like if you told me, oh, the Niners are on the road in Spain this week, it would seem more likely than them playing in Jacksonville, <laughs> right? It just it seems like such an odd and awkward and we never see this kind of matchup. But the Niners are coming off a bye. They're five and three. The Jaguars are coming off a bye as well. They are six and two. The Jaguars have the longest active winning streak in the NFL. A lot of people don't know that. And it's a winning streak off a bye at that. So they're five in a row and they're coming off a bye. Did you know that the Jaguars lead the NFL in takeaways? You probably didn't. And that's from a zone team. 18 takeaways for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And also, Christian McCaffrey has a chance to score a touchdown in his 18th consecutive game. And if he does that, he will stand alone the longest such streak in NFL history. And forget about like scrimmage touchdowns and total touchdowns. Like the, the NFL stat world has has forced upon us the concept of scrimmage touchdowns as if they need to be set aside from punt and kick return touchdowns, which are such an oddity these days anyway. And they give you phrasing like, he he is the leader in scrimmage touchdowns. Like, who has ever said that in a bar? Has anyone ever walked in going, hey, man, how many scrimmage touchdowns does Christian McCaffrey have this year? No one's ever said that. Has anyone ever said that? That may be one person, but. Huh? Maybe one person, but I'm certainly Ed, not maybe friends Ed. with them. I, I do it. appreciate, you know, they, they have to give us these parameters, right? Like, like you want to distinguish between numbers. You might want to follow up. But it's one of those things like signal caller. Who's ever walked into a bar? Hey, Chris. Hey, you, Andrew. You think the Patriots can finally find a signal caller next year? <laughs> Ooh, I hope so. Yeah. If only they could find somebody to call signals. <laughs> <laughs> that would change everything. Dari Ogunbowale set to join us coming up in 10 minutes. Signals. No, it's, it's, we've done this rant before. Very Haven't silly. we? Yeah, just about like sports cliches. Language. The signal caller. <laughs> who, who says that? Like, who says that? Please. Anybody? Only when it's written, I think. Great fun facts. It's a sportscaster phrase. Go ahead. I like your fun facts. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I mean, we only do the early games because we're in out of time. The late ones, well, honestly. A, well, there's only three late ones. Um, no, there's four late games. Right? Is Arizona a late game? I guess Arizona's so. a late well, game, so, so. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's at Arizona. Right. You're right. You're yeah, right. I think Kyler's going to open You're up right. a can on the Cardinals. That's just me. On the no, I'm sorry, on the Falcons, or maybe on the Cardinals. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> um, yeah, Lions-Chargers is the big one. Giants-Cowboys. <laughs> wow. I mean, so what, seriously, just, we, wow. Need, we need a shutout, TJ. Like, two pick sixes. What else? 17 sacks. I mean, all these things you ask are attainable. You know, easily I've, attainable. I have Cowboys so. defensive fantasy. Me too. The game that's getting the least attention all week, and this is perfect because Adam's going to be in here in 20 minutes. Adam Ray. The Commanders and the Seahawks. Sneaky good game. It's not. It, it's good. I mean, funny how things change because the Commanders went up to Foxborough and won. You know, Mac Jones leads them down the field at the end of the game. You feel a lot different about the Commanders these days, but they're four and five, right? They showed that they could win defensively without Chase Young and without Montez Sweat. And Sam Howell's fun. Dario Ogumbawale is fun, too. He's coming up next. <laughs> 